Welcome to the special holiday edition of the She Lives Fearless podcast. This is Holly Newton, and I am your host. And this is Dina Delisa Gonser, your co-host. And if you're anything like Holly and I, you love to host for the holidays. Yes, we do. And we have invited some very special guests for the month of November to help you prepare your table, heart, and home for the holidays. So join us. Don't miss an episode and stay tuned for some fun giveaways. Join us as we welcome Tara Teaspoon to today's show. Tara Bench has spent more than 20 years in the food publishing industry, creating recipes and articles and food styling for various magazines, books, television, and advertising. Her first cookbook was Live Life Deliciously, and her new book, Delicious Gatherings, released in fall of 2022. Most recently, she has been the food and entertaining director of Ladies Home Journal magazine, Prior to working at the journal, Tara was a food editor at Martha Stewart Living, Kids, and Weddings magazine. She has appeared on the Martha Stewart television show, the Today Show, and on the Food Network as a show judge. Tara, you have such an impressive and exciting food career. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started and where your love of food came from? Oh, absolutely. I've been very blessed and lucky to have this path in my life. And it started honestly cooking next to my mom when I was little in the kitchen. And she did an amazing job of finding things to let me help with, even during weeknight dinner, you know, when we're always frazzled and kids come and they're just in our space. Mm. But she was always good about giving me a task that I could help with in the kitchen and teaching me how and why we were doing that. And it was enough to keep me busy, but I also enjoyed it. And then I realized from an early age that cooking, there's a payoff with cooking. There's Mm -hmm. delicious food you can eat and share after you cook. And so I really learned to love it through my mom. She's an amazing cook and homemaker, as were both my grandmothers. And my dad even gets into the kitchen and cooks a lot. So it was very much a family thing. And it helped sort of propel me into a career later on in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it seems like your love for gathering came from strong family influences. And so I'm thinking you are really a family dinner fanatic. Is that, is that true? (laughs) I am a fan. I also am a realist, so it doesn't always happen. I think Family dinner is so fantastic for many reasons. I grew up sitting down with my family for dinner. I mean, 95% of the time of my childhood and and teenage years. And whether dad was still late at work or mom had to leave, you know, for a service meeting or whatever it was, there was always dinner and there was a gathering or there was preparation or thought put into it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it as well is if, our families know or participate in that thought of this is our moment to gather, or this is Mm -hmm. a moment to connect, or this is a moment to serve each other by making dinner or creating that meal that people can grab on the go or sit down to. That's my new philosophy on family dinner, right? Is I think it's hard to say, Oh, I want family dinner like how it was when I grew up. Yeah. 
times change, our responsibilities change, our families change. And I think the sentiment still stands is just that yeah. thoughtfulness and that moment to serve and allow for connection is so important. Yeah. I think it helps build a strong foundation. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how elaborate it is. It's like you said, the intention and the thought behind it is what kind of builds the tradition and the memory recall in a sense moving forward. So as your kids age, hopefully, or your family um, progresses, that they have that like little instinct in their heart to like, man, you know, I, I miss having my family together or I yes. did have dinner together. And it, it means a lot. It definitely, definitely does. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I am <clears throat> now am an empty nester, but we always made it a point to be around the kitchen table most nights of the week. And it was a sacrifice when you're running football and soccer and dance and all of the things, but our children still today remember, you know, they're young adults. They remember those times around the table. And um, even sometimes if we had to stick Chick-fil-A on the table, we would do it (laughs) just just to see their eyeballs at the end of the day. (laughs) Yes. And and that's what I mean, right? Is, is that just that forethought, even if it's, I'm going to order pizza for dinner tonight, or we're having cereal and toast for dinner. Yeah. It's so we're going to see each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just that moment of we're going to feed ourselves and yeah. Yes. Yes. So fun. Well, Tara, I am so excited about your new book, Delicious Gatherings. Um, and I'm really curious. There, there's so many amazing recipes. I was looking over the list of them this morning. Um, is there a recipe in it that was inspired by your family gatherings? Oh, so many. In fact, both of my cookbooks have recipes that were family favorites and remind me of getting together. In my first cookbook, um, I shared some whole wheat pancakes. And the story behind those was my grandmother made those every time we came to visit. And I remember waking up to the sound of the blender grinding the wheat and these delicious whole wheat pancakes. And so I always love incorporating recipes like that into the books. And in this book, Delicious Gatherings, there are several. So definitely a classic pot roast. I created that, put it in because of my memories of those Sunday dinners where pot roast was in the oven or the slow cooker. And then French bread. The easy French bread in my cookbook was something that my mom made quite often whenever we would have soup. So it's kind of like that comfort meal because the French bread is kind of hands off. You mix it up every 10 minutes, you go to stir it again, and then you form it and bake it. Mm -hmm. And so it was something that she could do while we were doing homework and, you know, she was running around. But one of my favorite ones is the secret chocolate cake. And that one has a fun story to it. Um, It was a cake recipe that my mother finally got from a friend and was sworn to secrecy. (laughs) And so the story goes and and talks about how she got it and why it's so special. And now I'm able to share it with everyone. I do. I just love the backstories to recipes and the way people eat. I'm so interested in that. And um, like speaking of backstories, I'm thinking that you have a different perspective on cooking than maybe the average cook has because you've gotten to cook in some amazing kitchens and you're really well versed in food styling and creating recipes for different magazines. So I'm wondering um, 
Are there a couple of behind the scenes kind of tidbit, tidbits that would surprise our listeners about the food styling or food entertainment world? Like any tips or tricks that you learned through your profession? Um, that yeah, good question. Home could, cook wouldn't know about. <laughs> right. I think there are a few and I try to smatter tips throughout both of my I books. See that. Yeah. And this one, I really did share a few more about mm-hmm. prepping and just what I call mise en place and planning mm-hmm. ahead, things like that, that I have come to, it's like second nature. It's kind yeah. of be second nature for me because I've cooked in professional kitchens and prepped for photo shoots mm-hmm. and tested recipes uh, in on a professional basis. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, some of those things I would say, I will give tips throughout the book on how to food style. And I, right. I'm throwing up air quotes, even though you can't see me. Um, food styling, obviously for photography, we use some tricks and there's tweezers involved and there's little <laughs> brushes of oil to make things shiny. Yeah. Yeah. And my food styling always uses all real food. I rarely use fake food unless for it's for an advertisement. Yeah. But yes, the pictures you see in the book that I made and food styled always look so impressive. And you're like, I can't make it like that. But a lot mm-hmm. of times I'll just give you little tips like, Hey, let this cool before you slice it. Or, um, you know, make sure the icing is the consistency of honey before you drizzle it on the cake so that you don't get a drippy icing or it's too hard to spread, you know, things like that, that a food stylist thinks about mm-hmm. before putting it on the plate and how to freshen up a dish with just a sprinkling of chopped scallions or herbs, things that you might have on hand that make those roasted potatoes look really appetizing. And those are food styling tricks. It's it's as simple as that. I think some other things are when entertaining, we would always have a prop stylist who would gather all the beautiful dishes and linens for a photo shoot at the magazines. And I kind of put on that prop stylist hat before I entertain. And I gather all my dishes together. I get the linens out and the silverware I want to use and decide what food is going in which bowl or on what platter. I love that. And yes, you'll find that by doing that, putting on that little prop styling hat before you start planning for the meal, it makes entertaining so much more enjoyable and fun because you're not scrambling for that last serving spoon or, oh my goodness, the stuffing doesn't fit in this bowl that I pulled out. So for sure. Yeah. A lot of those things that I've learned along the way, I just kind of incorporate into my recipes and my, I find myself putting post-it notes on platters the night before. And that also helps when like all of a sudden my mom or my husband or somebody comes in, can I help? Can I help? Can I help? So smart. It's already kind of marked on there. And I'm like, yeah, put the stuffing in that. It's marked stuffing. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Um, And isn't that a good thing? Also, I love your idea of, inviting others to help, or if they offer taking that help when you're entertaining. And so if you've thought through what could someone do if I needed to pass on a task, I think that's really smart, Tina. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're prepared to pass it on. (laughs) Delegate, delegate. (laughs) Yeah. In our home, um, we were always the house whenever we all lived in the same state and city where 
the whole family, extended family would come over for dinner. So I did learn by trial and error to put out dishes the night before because otherwise it was chaos when everybody showed up. (laughs) And also it would help me to know what I still needed a dish for, you know, Um, I, I love this. Well, you talked a little bit about food styling and tips, Tara. I am curious, what is one of your favorite tips or hacks that you have learned that you could pass on to our listeners? Oh, I have so many. How do I pick a favorite? <laughs> tip <or> hack? Um, <laughs> just one cooking tip. Hey, that's why everyone has to get a book. <laughs> you just want to know what you're doing around the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I'm the person that learns from what you're doing around the kitchen. <laughs> Let's see. Not that this is my favorite, but it's a good one. And it, it implies around the holidays. So one of the things that I think is so helpful is to pre-cook vegetables. So mm-hmm. if you're having a green bean side dish for a holiday dinner, blanch those beans, cool them off and put them in the refrigerator so that when the day of the party comes, you can just heat them up or throw them in a skillet with some butter. Yeah. Um, you can do that with Brussels sprouts. You can do that with roasted vegetables, roast them ahead. They reheat so lovely. And then you can mm-hmm. just drizzle them with that finishing sauce or whatever. But I think one of those best entertaining mm-hmm. tips is to That's a good one. prep or cook anything ahead that you can that reheats well. And do you have something in your pantry that is is like a staple in the sense of I always have this in my pantry so I can pull it out and like make something out of nothing if there's a surprise guest because sometimes you know you end up inviting people back to your house after a Christmas party or you know, just last minute, you decide to have everyone, a couple people over, you know, and is there something that it's like your go-to or maybe one or a couple of things that you have in your pantry during the holidays for sure? Yeah, that's a good question. And like you said, during the holidays, it does change for every season, right? In mm-hmm. the summer, it's like mm-hmm. have a salad already kind of mixed and ready in the fridge so yeah. that you can pull it out yeah. for your own family meals or mm-hmm. if people come over, throw something together. Um, during the holidays, I think honestly, it's baked goods. I'll have cookie dough prepped in the freezer. I'll have even baked goods, like savory things, like some little cheese and ham tarts wrapped in pastry dough. I'll have them in the freezer ready to pop in the oven. And it's a nice little appetizer. Mm -hmm. Um, so things like that, that go with a sauce that you have in the fridge or condiment, something like that. But I think Also, pastas are so nice to make sure that you have like a beautiful pasta in the pantry because you can cook that up. And while it's cooking, prep any veggies or pull some pesto out of the freezer Mm -hmm. and make a nice little pasta dish for entertaining. Uh, So having that pasta, maybe a squash around the house or something that you can roast or cook quickly is always nice. But those baked goods, I will tell you, some fresh baked cookies go a long way when sure. <laughs> you need to For throw sure. something together. They're always festive and comforting mm-hmm. and they look like you were like, oh my goodness, how did you, how did you even know we were going to be here? That's exactly. Yes. <laughs> Classic. So good. I love all of these tips. I'm taking notes and I'm going to be listening to this. <laughs> so Delicious Gatherings has so many beautiful recipes, Tara, and we love that oh. you even offer menu ideas. Tell us where do you where do you like to begin when you're starting to plan a gathering or put together a menu? Oh, I this is why I wrote the first chapter. 
of delicious gatherings. So I asked my brother when I started writing the book, Landon, what should I put in this new cookbook? And he said, he said, just tell me what to cook. I'll make the dinner, but I just don't want to think about what main dish goes with what side dish. He said, just tell me what to cook and I'll make it. Yeah. And I thought, I'll bet a lot of people have that same feeling is, okay, I'm going to entertain. How do I put the menu together? And so the first chapter of my book takes that stress mm-hmm. away. It's five different meals that tell you exactly what goes so well together. And obviously you can swap in your favorite side dishes if you have them and take my options out. But I love that you're able to see a whole menu and what mix goes together. And I often start with that when I'm starting from scratch for an entertaining meal. I'll usually start with the main dish mm-hmm. and often it's a protein or you know a vegetarian main dish. And then I'll decide what colors, textures, what's in season. I think about all of those things when I'm thinking about side dishes or appetizers, things that will go with that main dish. And then I always like to have something to nibble on. Maybe it's um, like the tart soleil on the front of my book or some delicious store-bought bread with store-bought cheeses. That's great. Just something to nibble on while the meal is coming together, I think helps you enjoy your time entertaining. It keeps the guests occupied. So once you get that menu set with your main dish and your sides, then think about what little nibble can I have going on before I serve? To try to help keep people out of the kitchen. I don't know what it is about the kitchen and the kitchen (laughs) islands. I always end up like screaming. I'm like, I set up this beautiful dining room. I set up the drink station in the living room. Why? Why are you still here? Dirty sink. Like, it's so true. That always gets me. (laughs) Tara, what is your favorite holiday table memory? Because hearing so much about your family and what inspired you, I just have this like clear vision (laughs) of your full holiday tables. And I, what is, the one, one of the memories that maybe sticks out or makes your heart grow a couple sizes more when you think about it? Well, I love it. Our family holidays were always really special. It was often gathered around one of my grandmother's tables. And then when they passed on, my mother and dad took that role on and created beautiful holiday meals where it was just extended family. And I loved the meals. I think some of the greatest memories are when we invited friends or new friends or strangers in, you know, not strangers, but new to us friends Mm -hmm. to our holiday tables. And those are special moments. I think that's something that I will always remember. And I try to do now is say, who, who could I connect with this holiday and who would like to join my family for this special meal and share it. But I have to say one of my favorite memories doesn't have to do with our fall holidays, it was the 4th of July. And we were sitting around grandma's table. We had just barbecued burgers and we were enjoying our meal of burgers and potato salad. And grandma was just loving her burger. We had all built our buns first. You know, you put the lettuce and the mayo and the bacon on and we had built our buns and then put our burgers on. And she was loving it. Just, this is the best burger I've ever tasted, she said. And then my cousin looked over and said, grandma, you don't even have a burger in there. 
It was all the <laughs> toppings and she didn't even put meat on it. <laughs> Grandma didn't know she was a vegetarian at heart. <laughs> I guess not. That that slice of onion and ketchup oh. tasted great. So that that's a fun family gathering memory that we still laugh about today. But yeah, it's it's a good one. That's so great. And it's just a reminder of the power of, you know, the simplicity of being together Mm -hmm. at the end of it all. And uh, how how special. You have shared some amazing tips with us. And thank you for sharing some of the behind the scenes scoop. That's always something we like to know about. Um, Tara, I'd love for you to tell us, um, tell all of our listeners where they can find your latest recipes and purchase your newest book. Thank you. Well, the book is online anywhere. Anywhere books are sold, Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you name it. You can order delicious gatherings. And then all my new recipes go on my website, terrateaspoon.com. And I update that with holiday favorites and new creations all the time. So that's a great place to find me as well as social media. Yes, I'm a loyal follower. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. It makes me hungry for sure. It inspires me to try something I haven't before. So definitely got to follow along with Tara. And what's really fun is we're going to be doing a giveaway with you um, this season. And we're going to be giving away Tara's new book, A Delicious Gatherings, um, to one of our lucky listeners. So they can add some of your recipes to their family table. Tara, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for having me this has been just a treat thanks yeah thank you this this is fun fun season and listeners be sure and check the show notes for the links to where you can um, find tara on her website as well as the instagram links that's where we'll do the giveaway so don't miss out on that thank you for tuning in and we'll be back again with you next week with another fun holiday episode Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Be sure and join us next week as we have another special holiday episode edition of the She Lives Fearless podcast. And you can connect with us at shelivesfearless.com where you can keep up with the blog, what's on the podcast, as well as all of the conference information for 2023. We will be in four cities next year. Be sure and go to shelivesfearless.com and check it out. Have a good week and we'll talk to you next week.